right, very good. Well, this is um, the online uh, quarantine version of Our Town Stillwater, the podcast that Jonathan Nidoka and I host. And it started out, you know, just wanting to tell the stories of Stillwater business people. And we've done uh, three or four and had a great time with it. And we didn't want the situation to bog us down and stop our momentum. So we brought all of you guys together in one place. And we want to talk about what you're doing specifically, um, what you feel, you know, you know, don't get don't don't get on too much of a soapbox because there's lots of right answers and there's a few wrong answers. But we want to be more supportive to each other than anything. And if if you have an idea that you've tried, uh, share it. It may be applicable in some form or fashion to one or more of the rest of us. Does that make sense? Jonathan, what do you think? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I think we're just here to support, see what folks are up to, how we can uh, help and support one another, um, and go from there. So maybe we should start with introductions, see who's in the room. Exactly. Exactly. Nihal, let's start with you. Hi, everybody. I'm Neha with Stilly Arts. We teach art, dance, and drama classes, also host paint parties. Very good. Melissa, tell us about yourself. Sure. I am Melissa Wiles, and I own Whisper Instrument Apparel in downtown Stillwater, and we specialize in bra fittings as well as uh, swimwear and sleepwear. Okay, very good. Uh, Bryson Baker, tell us about yourself. Hey guys, Bryson Baker, uh, every man, we do uh, menswear, barbering, coffee, kind of with this kind of, uh, kind of underpinning of give back, I guess you'd say. Very good. Jonathan Udoka. I'm Jonathan Udoka, co-host of this show. And I do other stuff sometimes. <laughs> Alex Evers. Uh, my name is Alex Evers. I run Stillwater Martial Arts downtown. Um, we do martial arts classes, birthday parties, after school, summer camp, that kind of stuff. Very good. I'm Cheryl Pickens. I'm a real estate agent in Payne County and Oklahoma City. And I think all of us need people for our businesses to move forward. And I mean, I'm thinking of Melissa, like I get, I can't even go get my bra fitted <laughs> right now. Um, yeah. Neither can Jonathan, but it's, it's one of those deals where you have to get very creative, Melissa, to, to keep up revenue. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, have you already started doing anything yet? Or are you hoping we're gonna inspire you? Well, we have started some stuff. Um, we had already started making big changes in how we connect with customers as far as um, really utilizing our email club. We started a text club about six months ago or so. Um, and so we have been messaging a lot of our more loyal customers, um, offering them discounts on certain items, um, reminding them, um, you know, that it's time to buy a new bra or we got a new color in because even though everything's shut down, we're still getting shipments that we placed, you know, nine months ago. And so um, things like that. We've had a lot of gift card purchases and things like that. And then a lot of people are taking advantage of the sale. So, I mean, it hasn't been super pretty, but it's been um, a lot better than I was expecting. Good deal. Good deal. Neha, what have you been doing? Well, I have been offering... Uh online free paint parties, virtual paint parties. We did our first one this Monday and that turned out pretty well. We are doing another one on Thursday. 
and uh, we are setting up our virtual art classes. I have been sending videos to my students, uh, just a weekly art class. And another exciting thing happened is um, I am teaching virtual classes, art classes, to students in New York. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so some, one of my friends uh, who live in New York, they just contacted me that they need help the teachers uh, for the online classes. And I just offered and we started that. Wonderful. Very good. Bryson, what are you doing to keep dollars flowing? You know, we, I think for the most part, I'm just accepting that uh, the dollars are not going to flow. Uh, you know, really focusing in on kind of that last thing I mentioned about our business, and that's the give back aspect. You know, we're, you can't really cut hair over the internet. Um, for us, we can't really do coffee over the internet. And uh, so, you know, uh, in each of those categories, we're trying to operate a little bit. So we're doing uh, flash sales on our website. Um, we are doing uh, shipping, uh, our curation of our coffee. Um, every week we're putting together three different coffees from Oklahoma Roasters and shipping those. And uh, we put together 14 this first week, and I think we have maybe four left. So we've sold 10. Um, and then just really focusing on the give back. You know, we lost prom, which is pretty big for us. That's about thirty to $40,000 that's just gone. Um, a lot of our weddings for April and May have canceled because they can't have big groups. And that's a big part of our business that just kind of evaporated. So we're uh, trying to do the best we can to take care of our employees and really just sow seeds of goodwill. So kind of started early launching our coffee roasting business without coffee or a roaster and uh, just trying to do what we can to help uh, and do our part. Wonderful. Mohammed, how's the, how's the food business? You guys know, introduce yourself. Oh my God. He doesn't know you. <laughs> it's a disaster, disaster, you know, and it's, uh, you cannot believe it. Yesterday, it's the worst day in my life. I swear to God. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I have, I have an employee working with me for 15 years, coming to granny, crying, they having 50 cents and $1. You know, I, I cannot help in home with money. I don't have the money to help in home. The only thing I have in food, I'm giving all my food away to my staff. I have a 35 degree. The granny now feeding 35 family because still the food stamps hold, the unemployment hold. It's, it's a disaster. Wow. It's a disaster. I swear to God. Hmm. You know, I just, I'm late now because one of my employees called me this morning. Fine. She don't have enough food to feed her kids. I want two granny, giving her some eggs, some bacon. And I told her, ma'am, I cannot help you with money. I don't have the money to help you, but I help you with food. It's, it's, hey, it's a disaster. I don't know if I can be heard on here, but Mohammed, there's a cabinet outside of every man on Main Street. Whoever that is, man, they can go and take everything out of that cabinet tonight. Like, let them know. You know. For me, like I told you, I'm, I'm fine so far. I'm fine in my home. It's fine. The problem, the bigger problem with the server job or the people working in the restaurant business, 95% believe day by day, you know, and nobody thought about this day. You know, like the majority, at least 91% from my staff, maybe they have $5 in their bucket now. That's it, you know, and I don't know how I can help them, you know. Uh, give her money. If I give her money, I cannot open a granny back again. And barely I have enough money because paying the rent, paying utility and all the stuff. 
I told them I'm having food in the granny, and we're having around $10,000 food in the granny. We divided between 35 families. This is the only thing we can do now. Wow. Mohammed, you're probably the, the largest employer on the call. Um, what do you anticipate um, as far as, well, well, first, are there any operations you can do? Are you, are you able to do the DoorDash or Grubhub or any of those things? And then uh, uh, this is this is the problem with the a granny design, not for a drive through. You know, uh, I tried to open the drive through the first week, all the week. It's like three hundred dollars. It's not worth to turn the electric on or the gas or the utility. You know, it's the best thing to shut down and turn everything off, keep the freezer on, keep the walking cooler on. How much you want to spend $1,000 in utility? I mean, I'd be losing $1,000 better to lose $10,000 every month. Yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, how many employees I want to hire? Who, the person who want to work with me, he cannot apply for unemployment. How many hours I want to give him? 10 hours a week? I mean, for him, it's be better for him to apply for unemployment. Yeah. I think that's why this 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 stimulus is really critical to a lot of us. I, I can't speak for everybody, but you know, I don't have 35, I have six, you know, full-time staff, and this stimulus is important. Oh, yeah, I yeah. agree with you 100 percent Alex, what are you seeing on your staff? Oh, sorry. Uh oh no, yeah. Um yeah, our 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 staff's taking a bit of a hit too. We um we had to close down after school and then uh, we were running a few day camps and we had to close those down. Um, and so because of that, most of our after school and, and uh, our summer camp staff are hourly. And so if we're not open, unfortunately, I don't have any work to do. Um, so they're furloughed at the moment and uh, our full time staff uh, is going to be taking a pay cut as well, unfortunately. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, just take that for a little bit. Uh, we don't really know how long it's going to be. It might be a might be a furlough as well. Well, and on the real estate side of things, I think people who are already in deals are going to see them through because there you can do a lot of the real estate transaction online. You know, title work, loan preparation. Um, title companies have said that they can arrange. You know. You know, two people come in and sign and leave, and then two people come in and sign and leave. So I think if if people are already in a real estate transaction, they're probably going to see it through. It's getting people into houses to see, you know, to see the houses. There there are some sellers who are taking their properties off the market because they don't want strangers coming into their house. I totally understand that. And you know, we can wipe everything down and we can, you know, take off our shoes, but there's still, you know, germs coming out of my mouth. So I understand that uh, and, and vice versa, you know, buyers don't want to go into a stranger's home because there's no idea what, what germs exist there. So um, I think you're going to see the real estate market come into a screeching halt as well, because um, you can't, you can buy a house online. But boy, that's really tough. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So there's, I was this, you know, Go ahead. No, I was having this discussion with someone today about, um, and I think all of us are somewhere on the spectrum um, of services and and goods, right? So, for those that are are 
just the retailer of goods. I mean, you, you see the effects right away, right? Um, but then you also have service aspects tied in. So um, I think the service providers will be hit a little slower, but, you know, I expect that many of my clients won't be paying the bills that I send them, <laughs> you know, this month. Uh, it's going to take a while. And so all of that's kind of going to have its various uh, effects. And so my, my question was for those that provide services or, um, or those that provide goods or some mixture, are you able or are you seeing any opportunities or looking at opportunities to, to shift to services that could be delivered, um, you know, online or, or other ways? Um, or, uh, you know, just kind of what's that balance? I mean, for instance, you know, Alex, you have a service, but you've got to get people in the room. Um, or do you, you know, can you, can you do some of that? Uh, remotely? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, we've, uh, because of the obvious issues, we've uh, shifted to online classes. And so every day for the last uh, however many days it's been, we've been videoing here four or five hours a day, putting together all of our classes. So they're kind of uh, kind of a mixture between the class we would hold here. And if you can imagine like an old Billy Blanks workout uh, uh, video. And so we'll, um, we'll run a class. We'll run the same class plan that we were going to run if you were able to come in. We just have to present it a little bit differently. So uh, we'll do the exercise where our students can do the exercise with us. And then we'll, okay, here's the drill. We'd normally use a pad, but we brought in a pillow today because that's probably all you have at home. So here's how you do your kicks on the pillow. Um, and then you can kind of practice from there. And so we're just trying to, uh, I think our membership is pretty understanding in that they understand that that, that we need their tuition to continue to function. <clears throat> and so we're trying to provide some value for them in the meantime to not place their memberships on hold. That way they can practice at home. They can continue to work towards their next belt. Um, and we can kind of, kind of meet them halfway, if that makes sense, um, by giving that service. Unfortunately, like, like some of the other people on the call, our summer camp, our after school, that's something that we really struggle with. So uh, we can't do that online. And so we're offering our uh, martial arts videos for those people, uh, as well as for other community members who just need something to do at home. Same is true with us, uh, especially with arts classes, because they need supplies for any classes, even game parties, they need specific supplies, even the canvases, they need to be pre-drawn. So that cannot happen. So any art class which I'm doing right now is with whatever supplies they, are, they have at home currently. Because I don't want them to go buy, go out specifically to buy certain things. And Amazon is not delivering. So yeah, it's a tricky situation. But we are making the best out of it right now, just offering free classes and seeing where it goes from there. Are there any um, folks, you know, Bryson, you mentioned uh, coffee shipments, any, anyone else who's dealing in, in goods where you might see an opportunity here to, to ramp up something you've been working on or, or maybe innovate something new or um, are we too, still too early? Okay. Yeah. I was just going to say, that I kind of have this struggle sometimes because, you know, we're retailers, you know, for me, like, we draw income off of our businesses to put food on our tables, but we're also kind of in this quandary because we have this like 
pandemic we're dealing with. And we don't want to be insensitive that people are dying out there. So there's kind of this collision that goes on between asking for people to support, you know, in my case, coffee. And then we have this kind of existential threat of COVID-19 out there at the same time. So I don't know if other people struggle with that, but I'm trying to kind of balance that that messaging between giving and generosity and, hey, we need a couple of your dollars to survive. You know, it's tough. We've got Jeremy. Are you in a mecca of toilet paper? <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> I have a lot in a granny if anybody saw some. Okay, that's see that we're a think tank. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All okay. right, Jeremy. How how are things how are things you? You sorry? How is this situation affecting Aspen Coffee? Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> how do you want me to answer that? We're doing great. Financially, we're terrible. There you go. <laughs> well, we've just been discussing, you know, probably just commiserating really is all we're doing. I don't know that anybody's going to, uh, be able to save the situation today, but the idea is, you know, put our heads together and, and hear what other people are doing to at least, uh, stay positive in your mind. I think that's the biggest thing right now is that we can't just uh, jump in a hole and uh, assume the worst. We've got to assume the best and do everything we can to get there and helping each other and, and just being aware of your needs. You know, like, like Bryson said, yes, we want to give and we want to help, but, you know, I need to be aware that he needs a few dollars. And if I've got a few that I haven't already obligated 10 other places, I need to, to support him however I can. And that goes all the way across the board. And then and then we can also take this, you know, to, to other people that we know who are either also small business owners or consumer. We're all consumers. So I think we've got to get the message out to, to not, if you're a business owner, don't give up. And if you're a consumer, try to support local all that you can. Absolutely. And it's true. So shifting a little bit from the business ramifications we're seeing around, does anyone have any tips or like share, you know, what have you been doing in your daily routine to kind of stay, um, you know, stay active, stay focused, stay, um, you know, optimistic? Um, yeah. Well, I think a big thing you can do is def definitely control your message, right? So, um, you know, we find a silver lining. We're not having to deal with the day-to-day -day operations of our store, right? We have some additional digital layers that we're focusing on now. So, you know, for us, we've just really shifted our focus towards delivering our message via social, digital, email, um, that kind of thing. We're employing people for a few hours each week to help us create that. And I think this is just an opportunity to engage more than we're typically able to do. So, you know, I, I'll add a little bit that I'm spending the bulk of my time. I'm in a little bit different position. So in case people don't know, I've got a full-time job and the, the coffee shop. Um, so I'm actually busier than I can even imagine right now because the, the full-time work is going and now we've got this kind of ramped up need for additional attention with with the staff here at Aspen um, but I'm spending a, quite a bit of time um, just talking with the staff and giving them information being as transparent as possible 
with what my feelings on the subject are specific to this shop and what our purpose and our mission in the community is. And, and our goal here is to support this community. And so that, that's what we're putting all of our attention to. So the things we're just spending our time talking to them about how we're doing that, what that looks like, what that will look like for the foreseeable future, which is kind of a week at a time, I guess, at this point. But, um, you know, the things that we're doing and trying to encourage them with is, is the positive message that you just commented on. It's, it's how to, to uh, interpret the things that are coming at us just constantly and at the speed that they're coming at us and then, and then turn that back around as information for the people that we're talking to, uh, basically focused on the real information that we have access to, not, not the stuff out on social media, not the horror stories of how good or bad some businesses are or are not doing. Um, but the things that we can do to have an impact on the folks around us. And as a, as a business, we're talking about the things that we can do. And, and for us, that means staying open. Uh, uh, certainly, we wouldn't put that on anyone else. Uh, the, the, each business needs to make their own decisions. Um, we are staying open and we will stay open as long as my uh, bank account can handle it. And uh, we are doing things differently. So we're going to start offering some, um, some food options that we've been talking about for years and haven't done. Uh, we're literally, we're going to start delivery services tomorrow. I don't know how people want coffee delivered, but we're going to figure it out and see if we can do that. Uh, we've expanded our hours starting today. Uh, so we're doing everything we can to bring tiny bits of normalcy or uh, touches of people's routines back to them in ways that we can. And, and that's ours is community, which this strips that from us. So we're doing everything possible to reinvent community in a new way. And some of that is uh, keeping the doors open so people can come by and some of it's going to them so that they can have a little piece of that. You know, I think what strikes me is, you know, we, we prior, prior to this situation, we would hear of a need and the community would rally around it. If it's someone's health need or, um, you know, someone was losing their home, there's always somebody who has something they can give or something they can offer. This is a situation where everyone is negatively affected. It may be your job. It may be your, um, your ability to, you know, eat, you know, like, like Muhammad was saying, you know, people that work for him under different circumstances may be the ones who are able to help in another kind of crisis. But this is the crisis that, that they can't help. Well, then I'm affected. So I'm limited to how much I can help. You all are limited because it is so unknown. And I think that's the struggle for me is, you know, I usually enjoy, so to speak, the opportunity to help in time of need. And right now we're all in need. So how how do you, you know, put your head around that? That everybody is affected. There's nobody that's immune to this. So where's the help going to come from? Yeah, and I think that message, you know, to try to find that next good thing, right? After you've kind of processed all the effects that you're seeing, you know, what, what's the next thing that you can do? Um, even, even just personally, you know, in your personal lives. And the one question I would go around the room with is, you know, in your personal life, what's something that you are making sure is still in your routine so that you continue to, to, to go on? 
start with Bryson. <laughs> uh, I'm a creature of habit, so this is a little bit difficult for me because some of those staples of the day-to-day are not in there. Um, uh, to take maybe a spiritual tone to things, you know, it's important for me to be actively engaged in, in prayer um, daily and kind of in, uh, engaged with uh, my scripture studies and reading my Bible plans, which I don't always do a good job of, but that's something I can be consistent with. Jeremy mentioned earlier about communicating with his staff. You know, I have six full-time employees that count on every man for their livelihood. You know, Mohammed has, you know, six times that many. So constantly communicating with them is a part of my day-to-day, uh, finding time outside, that kind of thing. Um, you know, I, I think people on the call know I live with a person who is the type of person that dies from this thing. And so one of the things that, that we're trying to do is, you know, Jonathan, you said, what can we do as individuals? Well, I think we can all act and behave as this, as if we have this virus. I think it's the most loving thing we could do for our neighbors. Um, I know that affects different businesses different ways, but for us, you know, we made the decision pretty early that we wanted to be closed. We don't want to be uh, a, a part of the potential for the spreading. I know that doesn't work for other businesses, but I think showing love to neighbor in this situation is people who are healthy, feel great, and have a ton to lose choosing to stay home. So for Jeremy. me, how to set the routine is because when you have young kids, you just want to, you don't know when the schools are going to reopen, right? So for me, it's setting their routine for the day that, okay, let's start homeschooling. And that's, so that takes away the most of the time. So that's kind of making me fall in a certain routine, a different kind of a normal for me now. And of course, taking care of the business in a way, staring it in a different direction, in a virtual direction, because we don't really know that when our previous normal is going to become our current normal again. So, yeah, just uh, trying new things and uh, staying home. <laughs> That's the best we can do right now. Uh, you know, for, for me, I think there's, there's a couple of key things that um, – I guess kind of helped me maybe not obsess is the best way to say it over everything that's going on. And, and primarily that means me staying out of my own head um, and, and me trying to keep my family out of their heads. In my family, I got three young girls uh, that watch Angie and I, my wife, Angie and I, and how we respond to this, the, the things that we say. I mean, these kids hear it all, right? And so not everybody has kids, but that's what we're focused on is um, teaching our three girls how to respond to this, how um, what, what, what that means when these things happen and what panic is and how that looks different from planning and how that looks different from community support and, and, and fam familial support, I guess. And so we focus on what the people around us need. Uh, and, and by doing that, it, for me, it keeps me out of my head. Um, I've got lots of things that I, that I do on a, on a somewhat regular basis. I don't want to call it daily, but, uh, I have a, a huge, Faith is a big piece of my life. So those components certainly fit into the picture and they weave in and out of that. So I'm constantly focused on other people in that community and the things that they need and what I can do to support them uh, through. I know the difficulties that they're having in this, those emotional difficulties with other people in their lives. Um, and then and it goes back to what I have the shop for, which which is the ability to, to then again, focus on how that can support other people. So everything that I'm doing is trying to get me out of my own head and figure out how can we be of benefit to the people around us 
and I, I pretty much my entire life revolves around concentric circles and in the center is my immediate family and then it just breaks out from there and and so that's what we're looking at is those outer circles what can we do from that core to have a positive impact on those outer circles and and that in every instance I've gone through and, and I'm not saying I'm 43 years of going through a, a fair amount of difficulties in our in our world yet time or another that has always been what's drug me out of my hole is, is getting outside of my circle and thinking about how I can impact other people. Very good. Well, we had initially decided 30 minutes would be a target for us. And so we're there. Is there any final thoughts that anybody wants to uh, end with? And Hey, I'm for doing this next week. If you guys want to carve out a little time, uh, just to kind of get together and find support and, and maybe add some folks to our, conversation um if nothing else for a little free therapy uh just to kind of <laughs> know that we're not alone and and you know maybe i can pick up something that will help me either cope or or keep my business going so if any of you guys have a final thought we'd be thrilled to uh hear it yeah i maybe i'd share something um you know i've i've seen uh uh medical miracles in my life. Like I've seen it and, uh, I'm very hopeful. I know where there's a lot of, of bad things that have happened and maybe are, are yet to happen, but boy, just the, the goodwill that's out there, the good vibes that are out there, the genius freaking people that are figuring out cures and, and ways to treat this thing and rallying together and self-sacrificing, um, in light of a difficult situation, I'm very much filled, um, with a lot, an awful lot of hope. So, yeah. Right. Very good. Thank you, Bryson. Well, I do want to share with everyone before we jump off, there's a uh, Facebook page that's uh, Stillwater Corona, what is it, Connection, something like that. Connection. Um, yeah, um, that we're uh, moderating. So if there's anything that we can exchange, barter, uh, just drop funny memes, I don't know, share positivity. Well. Um, yeah, and I told Jonathan, I said, when this is all over, it's just going to be a great place to talk about Mexican beer. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Corona connection. All right. Awesome. And, you know, just I think feel free to reach out to any of us. If, if there's anything in particular you want to offer or, or ask for, you know, this is the time maybe um, for those of us who are proud and don't uh, ask often. This might be a, a lesson for us to be sure and ask if we are the ones in need. So um, I think we're all here for each other. And, and uh, between Chris and Jonathan and I, we'll set up another date next week and, and see if we can spend another hour together um, just talking about it and see what we can do. Anything else, folks? Okay. My best to you. Love you guys. Thank you. Bye. See you guys. Stay safe.